Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9 and we're getting a, a lot of messages. Our first guest is Adrian Farrer, the principal of Trinity Grammar School, and it's Principal PAL, but also a man of Principal PLE. Good morning, Adrian. How are you? Uh, Macron, very well. Thank you uh, for the opportunity to be with you this morning. It's a great pleasure, and uh, you must have worked hard on that intro to get the uh, PLE oh, look, bit just, together. It just came to me because I actually, we've just got an email, a message uh, from a listener, and it's a picture uh, which I think might have been posted by you. Uh, Principal Mr. Farrah, last night's Pride Round, first 18 football match versus Mentone Grammar under the lights. So Trinity and, and Mentone's uh, Catholic? No, no, Mentone's no? Anglican. Anglican. Mm-hmm. Is there a... Oh, it's St. Bede's, isn't it, mm-hmm. in Mentone? Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm not being partisan. <laughs> uh, so there's a Pride Round. Tell us first about that. Uh, well, yeah, first, apologise for the quality of the photography from last night. It was me. Um, but uh, but it, it, was a, it was a great occasion. It's our second game um, uh, against Mentone. It started last year, student-led, uh, as a part of Pride Month. And uh, we have a collaboration with Mentone. They very happily came on the journey with us and have reciprocated this year. So this was their home game, which is meaningful because... Wow. It also started last night with a formal statement of inclusion from the schools, uh, a really nice scenario where all of the, the players sort of stood intermingled um, and, and listened to that. That was something that, uh, start, as I said, started from students, started last year where one of our vice captains uh, challenged our school community, so uh, a, a thousand senior school students at microphone, and uh, said that he wanted, he came out wow. at that at that moment, wow. which was, I mean, the courage of that is obviously extraordinary, um, and then challenged the school community to be careful around its use of casual homophobia. Um, now, uh, that's the only people surprised, I suspect, in the room were the adults. Um, you know, the average age 15 uh, mm. has a very different sense of where the world is in the journey, if you like. So, So schools... And other institutions, in a sense, uh, are catching up when it comes to, you know, to working with young people and, uh, and in, the, in the broader sense of inclusion. Uh, and for us, the, uh, an iteration of that um, is a footy game. Um, but what's quite interesting is that last night uh, it also was a hockey game. It was also a soccer game. Today it's quite it's games happening across other age groups as well. Okay. So it's become an idea rather than uh, the, the game is the vehicle. The idea is, is, the, is the messaging um, of inclusion. And it's something, as I say, it's student-led uh, and it was a great joy to be there. And look, Macro, it's not all about winning, <laughs> but gee, it's better when you do. I think <laughs> we, we, did. Did. We, did. Yeah, we did. Congratulations. <laughs> I think, Adrian, you know, I mean, I was at Trinity in the uh, early to mid-70s and... For our listeners, uh, 
the reason we have Adrian here with us today uh, is a couple of reasons. I wanted to talk about some of the things that Trinity's doing that particularly is relevant to our community, but also as a survivor of child sexual abuse at Trinity, our regular listeners will know I've spoken about this on air on a number of occasions and, and my journey. And in the second half of the interview, um, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in terms of where Trinity is. But to understand that the journey that the school <clears throat> has been on, um, and particularly something like the Pride Round, um, is really significant. But I want to I want to read out a message from a listener here who's happy to be named. So I've I've checked with them. And it says, Hi, Sat Mag. I'm looking forward to hearing Adrian Farrah this morning. He's the principal of the school that our son goes to. Ethan is in year 11, having been at Trinity since year five. Ethan has two dads and was born via surrogacy in the US. We moved Ethan from a state school due to bullying that was never managed at his state school. Ethan has, Ethan has blossomed at Trinity and found a very accepting and inclusive school. We're pleased to note that Ethan is not the only boy at Trinity with two dads via surrogacy. There are at least two other families. Sim- similarly, I can never say that. Similar. Anyway, there are <laughs> quite a number of lesbian parented families with kids at Trinity. Our experience has been that Ethan's family structure has only ever been celebrated. And we as dads who did not grow up in an accepting environment very much appreciate this. I was sceptical of a private school for Ethan, but it has been the most inclusive and accepting school, and we could not be happier. We're immensely privileged to be able to send our son to a school like Trinity, and we understand that not everyone can. I'd like to thank Trinity and Adrian for making our Rainbow family welcome and included in the school community. It's been amazing. Rodney and Jeff Chiang Cruz. That's... What does it mean to hear that, yeah. Adrian? As what does a it principal? mean to, to hear that, Adrian? Uh, well, look, obviously, it's ex- extraordinarily um, affirming because, uh, at, at its baseline, we, we want that for every one of our fifteen hundred students, and regardless of the homes they come from every day, um, we would hope that they're coming to a place that offers that level of. Um, acceptance and inclusion and uh, and I guess a lack of judgment I, I'm I'm very pleased to hear it I, um, I think we'd be naive to think that that's everyone's experience all the time in any place including Trinity um, otherwise there wouldn't be uh, the need for young people to feel like they need to talk in front of assembly for instance and yeah. say you know what our vice captain did both last year and this year uh, so I think um, we continue to work on every element of inclusion, but it, at its core, um, if that's the experience um, that you know Ethan has had and his family have had, well, that's uh, magnificent. Um, there are bumps and bruises on the way for everybody in life and uh, in every probably element of it, um, but what a wonderful thing to hear and... Um, you did share that with me just before I came on air, so um, that was a, a, a wonderful thing to be able to have. So hearing it for the first time, um, 
uh, was very affecting. Hearing it for the second time um, in this context was uh, similarly so. So, so that's terrific. But we, we as a school, um, we as a community, need to continue to work to make that everybody's experience as much as we can, knowing that there are humans and humans make mistakes. Um, Absolutely. And can you tell us a bit about your journey with Trinity? How long have you been at the school yeah. and how did you know that that was the place for you? When did it truly feel like a home and a community? Yeah, that's a, um, it's a great, a, a great question and I, I'll, I'm going to give you uh, – I've had to answer it a few times. I'm going to give you the shortest version <laughs> I can possibly okay. do, so bear, bear with me. Um, uh, I, I have had this reasonably charmed existence knowing that I was going to be in schools from the time I was in school, I think. Um, there used to be a thing where you, it's, well, it's still very similar. You get 10 choices about your uni if that's the, the avenue you're going down. Um, I had education down for all 10. I knew that that's what I was going to do, in part because of the good and bad experiences I'd had in my own school um, or schools. And uh, as a result of that, um, you know, I've, uh, I've had sort of really good experiences on the various schools I've been at. And I've always been associated at a distance uh, with Trinity, mostly on the sporting field and, uh, and through other, uh, other elements. When I was moving to the country to go and become a principal of a school in uh, Cathedral College in Wangaratta, which was um, a terrific place to be, my wife um, leant over in the car, and you can imagine the car's got everything in it, the dog, we're moving house, we're moving forever to the forever home. She said, would you ever come back to a school in Melbourne? And I said, oh, maybe for Trinity. And she said, well, why? And I said, um, well, it's the place where I think I would be able to be me. So I got this phone call seven years later from Trinity and, um, and uh, because of those fateful words, um, uh, I then said, oh, well, uh, maybe I need to pick up the phone. And um, I think Jackie said, uh, well, there's no harm in going through the process. Um, and they're dangerous words, right? Um, but it, anyway, it, it, I have found it to be exactly that. I haven't for a moment um, tried to be anything I'm not. Uh, Organisations like ours are large and complex. Um, therefore, the work is uh, interesting, um, sometimes exhilarating and inspiring and sometimes downright tough. Um, so I, I suspect that's most people's work, work experience. Um, but... In an overarching way, it's a great privilege. I've felt that since the day I've moved in. But I, I can say to you that, that moments like um, the way in which we acknowledge um, uh, Anzac Day, for instance, the way in which uh, we work with Indigenous Australia the, the, and, and certainly um, the, the last two uh, pro, uh, student-driven pride assemblies, for instance, um, it, it's hard not to be extremely proud of the young people you work with even if they inevitably let you down in other ways at other times, right? <laughs> I think, and and for those not familiar, Trinity uh, is in queue and it's um, it uh, it sits next to Xavier, uh, which is a, a, a Catholic uh, primary and secondary. Or is there primary on another site? It is. It is. Site, yeah. It's in Studley Park Road? That's right. Yeah. So there's actually... And having been a boarder at Trinity all those years ago, there was a fence between the two, but uh, not everyone knew, you know, that we knew how to um, <laughs> detach the mesh wire. It looked like it was good, but it wasn't, so we could actually go go through and... Not that you would. <clears throat> not that we would, but similar schools, but very different schools. Um, Trinity 
has had a long history uh, of being a progressive school. And uh, I think when you came there, Adrian, and I'm not going to go on about some of the challenges Trinity's had in the last few years, um, you came there at an important time, you know, to, and I'll use my words, to reset the agenda, to re-establish Trinity at the forefront of progressive education, inclusive education. And that's a big challenge, you know, when you have to deal with an institution that's 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 had some challenges. What is the, you know, when the, if I can ask, when you came there, did you have a list of things that you wanted to achieve? I mean, obviously the school council said, okay, Adrian, you know, this is this is where we'd like you to go. What was on your list? Um, it's a really insightful question in lots of ways, uh, Maker. I, I think you're right. School council had an agenda, um, but what's important to know is that, as I described, you know, sort of, I had this perfect life. I, I didn't have to come. The reason for coming was because of the alignment. The alignment included a few things. Um, in a in a post governance crisis world, you know, a, a quick Google will show you haircuts and various other things yeah. that you that you that snip snip snip, yeah, snip all of that. Uh, too soon, Macca. Too soon. Um, <laughs> the the uh, the the governance crisis led to a question mark uh, for Trinity about who we are, and uh, in my opinion, and it really came back to uh, a, a strong sense of uh, us wanting to be. Um, true to the sense of the, I guess, almost an egalitarian sense, yep. a sense of probably what I talked about about myself, which is people being able to be themselves, to express themselves and to be feel to feel comfortable in doing so. And it, and for some, the, the thought was the school had moved away from that in some respects. The short answer to your question, though, is in order to, to, to reset, in order for us to... Um, embrace those things that had made us uh, Trinity for such a long time, um, we had to go back and repair some of the things in the past. The, the, the historical child sex abuse part of our history um, is something that uh, until we face up to it as a community, until we challenge ourselves in the present around what occurred in the past, we can't actually be the place that I think we want to be. It's really hard to be a caring school if you haven't cared, mm. that was a huge part of the work that I knew about coming in. I, 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 um, and the irony is, of course, um, uh, you, you, you wade into the things knowing that that sort of harder work is ahead of you. Um, so it, well, it, it's a it's a challenge. It's a whole of school challenge. It's not um, highly visible in the daily life uh, of our school. It's highly uh, visible in the daily life of many people who went to our school and that's the bit that we need to work on to to ensure that there's whatever comfort we can bring to bear um, so we're, I think while um, you know we're, we're about to talk about what's going to happen this coming week um, I, I guess in my view we're at the start of a long campaign there around ensuring that um, we can have as good a future for the current children and the future children at our school um, as we can muster based on what we've been able to do for those that came before. That's a very good segue, Adrian. I thought you'd like uh, that. I, I, thought, thought, yeah. I did the heavy lifting there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, we're going to take uh, a quick break 
And then when we come back, and as I say, uh, if you're listening, and what we're about to speak about, historical child sexual abuse, uh, if that triggers you and it upsets you, please reach out to Rainbow Door and to Switchboard or to your friends. Um, please understand that. Uh, and you are on Sunday Magazine with Macca and Nevena, and our special guest is Adrian Farrah, the Principal of Trinity. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Across Melbourne on Joy 94.9 and streaming online at joy.org.au, you're listening to Saturday Magazine, every Saturday, 10 till 12. You're on Saturday Magazine with Nevena and Macca. Our very special guest today is in the studio with us. We have Adrian Farrer, Principal of Trinity Grammar School in Kew. Thanks, Nevena. Uh, so, Adrian, uh, and again, for our listeners, uh, we're going to be talking about historical child sexual abuse uh, and specifically what occurred in the past at Trinity. Adrian Farrer is the Principal of Trinity. What is happening this week, Adrian? Well, Maka, this week uh, we are dedicating a survivor memorial uh, on Thursday, um, which is um, designed to acknowledge that uh, in our school's history, in our past, there have been occasions where the school had failed to care, where there, some of our students um, were victims of sexual abuse. Uh, and the school is uh, attempting uh, to... Um, create a, a pathway through uh, perhaps a pathway of some level of acceptance for some of our survivors to be able to um, come back in some respects to the school if that's something that they're comfortable to do, at least to understand that the school is keen to face up to um, that part of our history um, and otherwise very proud 120-year history um, which uh, has had those failings. So on Thursday, we've got a, a collection of um, school governors, uh, my leadership team, uh, our school captain who will represent the students who are there at the school now. It's actually a school day, isn't it? It's a school, school day. School day, yeah. It's being done within within a, um, a recess. We'll be actually going in the background. Um, uh, and, uh, and 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 that's quite on purpose. It's, it's, it's not something that we are... Uh, I mean, apart from talking to you here, this, this is not a, a press release sort no. of scenario. It's not a virtue signalling scenario. Um, this is my school council um, and our current school community, uh, students, staff and old boys saying that um, this has occurred, that we want to do what we can to care for those that were affected. Um, that's both those that were abused or their family members, their friends. There's, um, there's a depth to this that, that while we uh, search, uh, we may never know the extent of. Um, we're, we're hopeful that a physical emplacement, so, and, and the physical emplacement is, is actually a tree, uh, with um, a, a bench to, to reflect a, a really nice, a, a quite beautiful part of our school environment, accessible from the street, so no gates to walk through, no hurdles to jump over. Um, we're, we're hopeful that people will be able to come uh, and, and use that space if they need it. We're also hopeful that it will tell the story, um, an uncomfortable story, uh, for those that might not be aware that it has been uh, um, part of 
what's occurred in, in our school's history. So, uh, and I'm familiar with the location, so it actually faces the street. Mm-hmm. So there's a tree, there's a bench, and then there's a, a what, what do you call it, a, a larger or a... Uh, it, it, well, it's, uh, I think the technical term is a blade, but it's a, a blade. Yeah, it's a it's a sort of modern plaque. Uh, okay, and it's it's not small either. No, it's um, uh, t- to my shame. It's it's one point eight, which is slightly taller than me. And, okay, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and it and it, it has a statement on it, um, which I'm happy to read. Please, if, please yeah. do. Uh, So it says, in our history, there have been instances of hurt and pain caused to some within our community. Trinity is committed to a caring, passionate and authentic response to survivors of sexual abuse. We've created this memorial for survivors as a place of remembrance, reflection, truth, healing and hope. The tree we have planted is a white flowering crepe myrtle, widely recognised as a symbol of hope and rebirth. This location has been selected to accommodate inclusive and ready access for the community to reflect on this difficult part of our history. The tree has been donated by the Old Trinity Grammarians Association. The chair has been donated by the Parents Association. We are sorry for the failures of our past. We have an ongoing commitment to the safety of the children in our care. And then I quote uh, on this blade um, from someone called Macca. Um, <laughs> who once, uh, uh, in anticipation of this day, wrote, Today is the day for truth, remembrance, recognition, and to commit to a better future for our children. And that will be dedicated by um, Ash Butler, who's our Chair of School Council, and me, um, on the 22nd of June, which will be the starting point of the, uh, as I say, the, the long campaign of, um, of information and acknowledgement that um, the school is keen to embark on. Obviously, this is going to be an incredibly significant day, but what does it mean moving forward for the school as well? How will this be incorporated into the school culture more broadly? Well, I guess in the first instance is that um, almost every one of our students will circulate past that every day. Um, And it's one of those typical challenges for us is that this is not their fault, but it is a part of uh, the fabric of our school um, and I think our students, while they may not always stop, pause, reflect on that, will want to be a part of it because, as I indicate, the, the you know the the morality, if you like, of our world um, can sometimes be best amplified by that fifteen-year-old voice, that unencumbered sense of you know what matters, and. What matters to them, I strongly suspect that they'll be want to they'll want to be a part of a community for the rest of their lives, which has acknowledged um, uh, that things weren't as they should have been, and want to be part of a firm commitment to make sure that the future um, doesn't allow for this to occur again, but also that more broadly, as we send thousands and thousands of young people out into the world across the world, that they'll be able to have their influence as well in understanding that these things uh, should never have occurred. Another important aspect of memorials like this is even as a young person, if you don't fully understand the gravity of it, if you don't fully comprehend what it means, seeing that and seeing that modelled to you and seeing that done with such dignity, respect Mm -hmm. and honesty, it's something that you'll carry with you and hopefully be able to reflect at different points in your life. Mm -hmm. You may not have got it at the time, but you certainly have such 
a deep appreciation for what it means to you in your 20s if you choose to have children as you go and move through life that's such a significant part of what this memorial will come to represent i suspect I agree. It's 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 a part of that sort of hard wiring that we have. Um, we, we all the signals that we're given as we're growing up, uh, I, I guess, probably converge in some way to either make us um, good or otherwise uh, in the world. And and what we also know, again, average age fifteen, they'll tell us, don't just stand in front of us and give us a message. Don't get an expert once and then walk away and feel like you've finished something. Uh, they say that about. All sorts of things, um, you know, we, we, consent conversations, um, uh, vaping information, you know, all, all the all the all the sorts of things you'd expect us to be talking about with them. They consistently come back and say, "You can't do it in a flashy one-off scenario." Um, we think this memorial will therefore be more um, firm and uh, concrete, almost literally, um, <laughs> into the future. Look, thanks, Adrian. Um I'm going to, and Adrian and the, the school council have very graciously asked me to be there at the dedication and I'm going to speak. Um, obviously, you know, not everyone who would like to be there can be there. So I'm going to read out to you, our listeners, uh, what I'll be saying next Thursday. So here we go. Traditionally, memorials are to remind us of the past, but this memorial looks to the future. This publicly accessible memorial is an acknowledgement in clear sight of the very real progress that's been made, while reminding all of us to commit to a constructive and positive future that focuses on the safety and sanctity of the trust that is placed in our school. What happened to me almost 50 years ago at this school must never be allowed to happen again to another child. Over following decades, there were so many words that failed to recognise and acknowledge just what happened here. Those past words of the school diverted us from the fundamental and undeniable truths, simple truths that we all bear witness to today. Today is the day for truth, remembrance, recognition and to commit to a better future for our children. Today is the end of looking the other way. I'm still haunted by the past, but today I live for the future. Parents send their children to schools and institutions with a sacred trust. This school is now the place where children and young people are safe. The school has as its core value the education and the protection of the innocent vulnerability of children. My hope and I know the hope of the school council, the old boys and the staff, is that by Trinity establishing this memorial, it rightfully acknowledges its past, but it commits to providing a safe, open, caring environment for children. I want to personally thank a few people for making this memorial possible. John Gillam and Don Campbell, who on so many occasions opened their minds and their hearts to me. Their generosity of spirit, support and advice was crucial for me on this journey. To Adrian Farrer, who is Principal of Trinity Grammar, he had the unenviable task of navigating the establishment of this memorial with all the stakeholders. Job done, Adrian. I say thank you to Ash Butler, the Chair of the School Council, who recognised and understood the importance of this memorial. My lawyer and friend, Michael Magazanik, who delivered my justice and justice to so many others. Thank you, Michael. 
I also need to thank and want to thank Neil Mitchell and Mark Hawthorne. They gave me a voice. And the many friends, colleagues, some of whom I hadn't known previously, who stood by me in my journey, who never wavered in their support and love. My dear friend Jerry Stamoulis and my partner Jonathan, who have stood with me every single day of the last six years. It's been a tough and sometimes lonely journey, but many others have not had the love and support I've had. Let's think of them today. Today is a day of transparency and truth. It's a day for remembrances, reflection, healing and above all hope. Others not touched by the crimes of child sex abuse will visit this memorial and stop and think. And as time moves on for those of us still living, this memorial stands as a silent witness to our pain, but also that we've finally been heard and we are now seen. So rarely in life do we get to do the right thing. Today, we all have. I never thought I'd be able to say this, but I am today proud to be an old Trinity grammarian. This is what justice looks like, not just for me, but for those who are not here today, or the many who are sadly no longer with us. I'm, I'm deeply sorry that John Turner is no longer with us. Let's not forget him and all the others and their pain. Thank you for hearing us today. And Adrian, thank you. All those other people played a crucial role. But this would not have happened without Adrian Farrer leading the charge, being an honest broker between the survivors and the school community. This is what good people do. Thank you, Adrian. Well done, Maka. Well said. Uh, thank you. And um, I can assure you it wouldn't have happened without you as well. So oh. there you go. And we've got a message to tie out this segment from 944. Listening to the discussion, wow. Adrian turning up and talking from the heart. What a great man. This is what living leadership looks like. And Maka, wish you and every others well and healing. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Um, again, Adrian, thank you for coming in. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, I'm looking forward to Thursday. Um, and for our listeners, some of them might have seen on Twitter, there's a, a little video of our greyhound patch uh, standing in the place with me where the memorial will be, but also probably illegally and illicitly running on the school oval. Um, and Adrian's me. probably wondering how Patch got onto the oval. I will tell you off air because we don't want other <laughs> greyhounds or other <laughs> getting on the. No, no, we don't. It's expressly against um, our policy. But something tells me that um, uh, that that Xavier fence had the same leaks in it many years ago. So <laughs> you might have the key. I'll have to take that off. Well, off you. you know, anyone that complains about it, Adrian, just tell them it's Macca's support dog. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, thank you, Adrian. Um, it means a lot to me, but it means a lot to every survivor, not just of Trinity. Institutions that have memorials often hide them and they don't say much. This says a lot and it's not hidden. It's in plain sight. 
it's an incredible commitment from the school and um, nothing else in my life has been as important as this. So thank you. Well, thank you, and thank you both for having me this morning. A pleasure. You are on Saturday yes. Magazine with Nevena and Maka. Stay tuned. We've got a short break and we'll be back very shortly. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.